Welcome to the sermon podcast of Paoli Presbyterian Church. The following sermon is by Pastor Jonathan Mixel. Well, it is good to see all of you this morning. I want to invite you back to your seats as we gather together and continue in our worship together this morning. I was 15 years old when I got my first paid job. Maybe you remember when you got your first paid job, your first official job like that. Uh, Kenny's Market was a brand new grocery store opening just down the street from our house. It was so new that I had to, when I went for my interview, it was in one of those construction trailers out in the, in the parking lot, you know, and so you went in there and I had never had a job like that before and so I was excited. I went in and did the interview and I was hired as a bagger and a person to help people to their cars. Um, they still did that a lot back then. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. And, um, and, you know, I was excited. I was excited to get my first real job. And I would go in there, and I was real meticulous with packing those groceries. I wanted to get a nice, firm base and then make sure everything was built up inside the bag so that when they put it in the person's car or they took it home, it, it didn't end up rolling all over the back of their car. Um, and I was real careful about running out there and helping the, the um, particularly the elderly people that were coming into the grocery store and setting their groceries in the back of their car and making sure that they weren't going to fall over when they went around the corners and all those kinds of things. And I would even run out into the, into the parking lot whenever the, the person was, if, if they didn't need my help that far, I would run out and grab the cart from them. And I was, I just, I just loved what I was doing. And I was, you know, that youthful exuberance was coming through. And I, I received appreciation. The people that were, that we uh, took care of and we helped, you know, they would say, thank you. They give you tips and all those kinds of things. It was just, it was a great, a great time. And it was, it was, I was so well um, um, thanked in those situations that I started to get a little bit of an of a inaccurate view of my importance to the grocery store, right? So about a year later, um, and I don't even remember what the particular issue was, but there was an issue that came up in the course of the grocery store. And some of my coworkers, they began to think that our, that our bosses were taking them for granted and they weren't, you know, being respected and all this kind of stuff. And I remember saying to my cousin, and it's hard for me to even, even admit this now, but I remember saying to my cousin during all that, who happened to also work at the grocery store, well, they need me more than I need them. And it's a, it was such a ridiculous statement. I can't even believe that I would, that I would say that. You know, as a 16-year-old um, high school student, I thought that I was so important to that grocery store that they needed me, and I was irreplaceable to what was happening. Well, Obviously, obviously, it was far from the truth. And, you know, a short time later when I went to college and they hired some other high school kid to take my place, and a short time thereafter, no one remembered that I even ever worked at that grocery store. It was kind of reinforced. But, you know, there are times in our lives when we can think that we're irreplaceable. We can think that we are so important to what's happening around us that no one could ever do the things that I can do. No one else can do, can come along and take my place. And very often in life, if you change a job or you move from one area to another or something like that occurs, it can be, it can be rather startling really to think how quickly you can be replaced, how quickly you can, someone else can come along and, and take care and do those kinds of things. And 
as I've, as I've thought about it, I, I really did learn a lesson there about, about looking at the job that I was doing from sort of hopefully accurate kinds of views. But I wonder how many times that subtle temptation kind of creeps into all of our lives, whether it's in small ways or big ways, at work, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in other kinds of places, where we think that we are the most important, that we are at the center of whatever it is that we're doing, and that if it wasn't for us, it would all fall apart. There's actually an example in the Bible of something very similar to this. Moses was the leader of the nation of Israel. He's one of the greatest leaders in the history of humanity. And if there was ever a person that you would look at and you would say, there's somebody who's absolutely irreplaceable, it would have been Moses. And yet, Moses' life came to an end. Moses was replaced. And as we look at this passage this morning, as we think of some of the lessons that we learned from Moses' experience and, and the things that, that were happening there, I think there are some important lessons for all of us as we continue to journey through the, the path that God continues to lead us. The people of Israel were taught this really important lesson. And we, we've actually, um, for the last couple of weeks, we've looked at different aspects of what was happening during this period from the, the period of the um, exodus from Egypt through uh, going into the promised land. And, and two weeks ago, um, we, we read the passage from the book of Numbers in which the 12 spies were sp sent out by Moses to, to survey the land that God had promised to them. They were sent to see what was happening there and to, in anticipation of taking that land that God had promised to them. But 10 of those 12 spies came back with uh, a discouraging words to the people of Israel, saying that even though it's a land full of great, bountiful harvest, it's too great for us to take. And so as a result, the people began to turn away from Moses and began to ultimately turn away from God. And as a result of that, they spent 40 years wandering through the desert until that entire generation passed away with the exception of Joshua and Caleb, those two faithful spies who had gone into that land. And at the end of those 40 years, we come to a passage that we're going to look at here today. During those 40 years, Moses had provided incredible leadership to the people of Israel. Moses had helped them to establish their forms of government and their forms of worship and, and had done some remarkable things to lead them and to guide them during this season of their history. And yet on the verge of entering that promised land, God came to Moses and said, Moses, you're not going in to that land. Because of the sins that you had committed and some of the things that have happened in this, these past years, there's going to be a new leader that's going to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. Moses, you're going to die on this side of the river. and You're not going to get to set foot on what is happening on the other side of that river. And it's to that point that we come to a passage this morning in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, where we see this transition of leadership that occurs in the nation of Israel. And Let's read this together, or I'm going to read this for us, rather, in Joshua chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give to you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, 
all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore, you, swore to your ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, for in three days you are to cross over to the Jordan to go in and take possession of the land that the Lord your God gives you to possess. This is an incredibly interesting leadership change model that we read about here in the beginning of Joshua. And we're going to look at it from a couple of different angles here this morning. We're going to look at it from the perspective of, of Moses and the, the things that Moses had done and, and how Moses led up to this point. We're going to look at it from the perspective of the new leader, Joshua, and, and the things that Joshua was bringing into what was happening to Israel. And in both of those perspectives, we're going to see a commonality. A common thread that we see run throughout all of this, which is that God was with Moses and God would be with Joshua and the people of Israel as they went through this next phase of their lives and of their existence. So looking at it from Moses' perspective or from the perspective of Moses' leadership, we read in the beginning of the passage that I read here, the, the very first words of God are very striking, aren't they? My servant Moses is dead. You know, it's, it's about as straightforward, about as blunt as you can get, and, and, it, and it accurately describes the situation. Moses had died. There was to be no ambiguity about it. There was to be no second guessing. There was to be no, um, you know, wondering what's going to happen. Moses was dead. And God wanted to make sure that Joshua understood that, God, that Joshua understood that, that, that Moses was no longer there. But it's interesting to see here that that did not mean that Moses' influence was past. It didn't mean that Moses' impact on the people was no longer relevant or no longer important. Because as God describes and goes through this time with Joshua, he reminds him of the incredible things that Moses had done. The incredible leadership that Moses had, had shown to the nation of Israel. Moses had guided them out of Egypt. Moses had, had, had helped them to set up the, the, the system of government, the system of worship. This was not a, a turning away from Moses. This was not a, 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 an ignoring of the significance of Moses' life. But Moses was no longer the leader. And this linkage to Moses happened in a couple of different ways. As, as God reminded Joshua and reminded in doing so the people of Israel that Moses' influence was still there and that they needed to respect that and they needed to, to honor that and to, to continue to follow it. Because they, God said to, to, to Joshua in verse 3, God affirmed that he will keep the promises made to Moses. 
The land on which they had set their feet had been promised to the people through Moses. Even without Moses' leadership, God's promise to Moses would continue. There was a linkage. They needed to remember the promise to Moses. Then in verse 5, God affirms that just as he was with and defended the people against their enemies during the time of Moses, God would continue to be with and defend the people under Joshua's leadership as well. The promise of presence, the promise of protection was not limited to Moses, but would continue in the days of Joshua. It would remain with the people with their new leader. The God who promised these things was still with them and was still guiding them and was still leading them. There was also responsibility on the part of the people when it came to the things that they had learned from Moses, and that comes in, in verse 7 there. It said that God reminded them to follow the law instituted under the leadership of Moses. This was no just sort of ignoring what happened in the past. It was recognizing the ways that God had been at work, the ways that God had used Moses to establish the, the, the systems in Israel, and those things were still in effect, and the people were called and encouraged to continue to follow the Lord and to obey the things that they had learned in the time and the leadership of Moses. The people could move forward in confidence because of their connection to the fulfillment of God's promises in Moses' life, and those same promises would continue with them. The central call of the people had not changed. This call to take the land that God had promised them. That call had come first to Moses, and that call continued now with Joshua. The leader would be different, but God's plan and God's direction and God's call on their lives would not change. You know, it's, it's interesting to look at this passage from the perspective of the impact on Moses and, and looking back on Moses' life. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, if there was any leader that you would think would be absolutely irreplaceable, it would be Moses. I mean, Moses had, had done the 10 miracles in Egypt. Moses had led them across the Red Sea. Moses had, had led them to receive the Ten Commandments and to establish the systems of, of government and the systems of worship. If there was any leader that was absolutely could sit back and say, well, nobody can do this job like I can, it was Moses. And yet we're reminded here in this passage that there was a successor to Moses. There was a successor to Moses, and it was a call on this successor not to forget about Moses, not to turn in some arrogant kind of other direction, but to recognize the foundation of faith and the leadership that Moses had shown to the people. We look at this situation from the perspective of Moses' leadership, and we see some remarkable things. But this passage quickly moves to Moses' successor, right? It quickly moves to a focus on Joshua. God had affirmed Moses is dead. And now it was time for Joshua to take the reins. Joshua had learned from Moses the technical ins and outs of leadership. But probably more important than those technical lessons that he learned, Joshua had learned from Moses the importance of depending on and trusting in God. Joshua would be a leader in that people because Joshua was following after God. And because Joshua was following after God, God would be able to lead Joshua in much the same way that he had led Moses previous to that. And we worship here 
this morning at a, at a pivotal time in the history of our church here, Paoli Presbyterian Church. As you all are aware, tomorrow, um, Pastor Doug was here for a couple days this week, kind of a, a soft launch, but tomorrow is really his first full day in the office, and this week he will, he will um, be taking up his responsibilities in, in bigger and more, uh, you know, more significant kinds of ways, and we hear next Sunday preaching and leading worship and doing all these different things. And a, a pastoral transition is a, is a pivotal time in a history of any church, you know, oftentimes when you look at the history of a church, you look back at those points in time where there was pastoral leadership, and, and that often is a place where you can see the hand of God at work, and you can see, um, you can see the consistency of God's hand at work, and you can see the, the changes and the different directions that, that occurred as a result of God's leadership through different times of, of leadership. And when we think this morning about, about that kind of change, it's, it's important for us to, to see some lessons in this transition of leadership from, from Moses to Joshua because in it we can see the significance of God's hand at work throughout the entire process. We, on the one hand, look at those who, who had, were moving out of, of, of significant leadership in Moses' case. And, you know, in our case, I'll be moving back into a, an associate pastor role, and the, the, the leadership structure will be, will be changing in the coming, um, the coming days and the coming months. And during this time, we, we recognize that whenever there is change, whenever there's change, there's, there's a level of anxiety. There's a level of what exactly is going to happen. And it takes a little bit of time to, to figure out exactly what those next normal steps are going to look like. And we'll be working through that over the coming weeks and the coming months. But in doing so, we remember in the example that we see between Moses and Joshua, we remember that we move forward on an incredible past. On a, on a past in which God has been at work in this congregation for over 123 years. And the same God who's been at work over these last 123 years is continuing to guide and to direct through this time of pastoral transition and into the season of life that lies before us. And so it's, it's important for us to recognize in the midst of this transition. As, as some of us step back in certain ways, and this is not just in a pastoral sense, it happens on an annual basis when it comes to our, our elders and deacons and others in, in leadership of our congregation. It's important for us as we take some of those steps back to do so recognizing that the same God who was with us in the past continues to guide forward. And it's the same thing for those who step up into new leadership positions, to recognize the God of the past but the God of the past is the God who moves us into the present and who moves us into the future. This leadership scenario between Moses and Joshua is a remarkable one. It's an amazing one in which Moses' time of leader came to an end and Joshua took up the reins. And Joshua had the privilege of serving Israel as Moses' chief aide. He saw firsthand the ways that Moses had led the people. And we would be tempted to think that the most important part of Joshua taking those reins from Moses were all the things that he had learned during those years of apprenticeship, those years of, of watching and being side by side with Moses. But you know, as important as all of that was, that wasn't the most important thing that Joshua learned from his time with Moses. The most important thing, the common connection that Joshua could see with his leadership as compared to Moses's, was that in both cases, 
they were ultimately under the leadership of the Lord God Almighty. And it was God who was giving both Moses direction and leadership, and it was that same God who would continue to give leadership through Joshua to the people of Israel. And so, as Joshua heard from God, God said on three different occasions in this passage, be strong and courageous. Move forward in what is before you. Not because you've learned all the lessons from Moses. No doubt there were things that he didn't know. No doubt it always looks different when you're in the second chair, moving into the first chair. It doesn't look the same. There were a lot of learning pieces that he was going to need to gain. But he could be strong and courageous, God said. Because the same God who had been serving and guiding and directing Moses was there to guide and direct and work through Joshua. And in a similar way today, we have a long history as a church, but it's been the same God who has worked from the time that it was a little chapel up on Route 30 to the various ministries and activities of this church that have happened over the last 123 years. And the same God who's been at work during that time is going to be at work in and through us next year and five years from now and 20 years from now and whatever it is, however it is long until that the Lord gives us life on this earth. God continues to give guidance and direction and leadership. Change isn't always easy. In fact, change is almost never easy. No matter how good or positive or much you look forward to it, change means that something's going to be different. And during that period of transition, you know, you're, you take some steps and you're not quite sure how they're going to go. And I, I to be honest with you, I, you know, in, in my role over the coming weeks and months, there are going to be some of those times. It's going to be that way for all of us. But we are encouraged this morning, and we are reminded this morning that the God who has been with us for over 100 years, a God who has been with us through various pastoral transitions in the past, is the same God who is present and at work in and through this congregation today and will continue to give us opportunities to be the hands and feet of God in our community and around the world. And so it is an exciting day. It's a day where we don't ignore the past, a day where we don't look, you know, and say, well, we've got it all better. But it's also a day where we're not afraid, where we, where we hear the call of God to be strong and to be courageous and to move forward to the next stage of what God has for each one of us. That's good news this morning. And it's that good news that we are invited, that good news, the forgiveness and hope that is ours in Jesus Christ, that we're invited to exhibit throughout our lives and to be a witness of to our community and to our world. Let us pray. Lord God, it is with grateful hearts this morning that we gather here in your presence. We thank you today for your love for us. We thank you today for the heritage of faith that we has been passed down to us here at Paoli Presbyterian Church. For those who have come before us and have followed after you, we are grateful. But Lord God, we are also excited about the next chapter and what it is that you are doing in the next stage through this congregation. May we be strong and may we be courageous as we follow in the path that you have set before us, as we seek to follow in the guidance and leadership that you give to us this day. Be with Pastor Doug and his family as he transitions into this new role. Be with each one of us as we 
work with him and as we share together in the ministry to which you have called us. Thank you, Lord God, for your guidance and for your direction. Thank you for bringing us together as your congregation in this place. May we witness together the hope that is ours in Jesus Christ. Thank you for this day together.